Welcome back to the Modern Creative Podcast, episode 39. How are you doing? I am well. Thank you for asking. Currently got my iced coffee right now. That's good stuff. It is currently 5 p.m. right now, and I usually never take coffee this late or caffeine this late, but I need to stay up a little later than usual. I need to get some work done today. Uh, I have to do this podcast. I have client work as well, and I also have a vlog that I need to draft and get ready to drop on Friday. So if you are a listener on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I suggest you to check out the YouTube channel and check out the vlog series that I have under the playlist section. I currently have a few BTS videos on the channel as we speak, and I have a lot more to work on. So I want to get this going. I'm having a ton of fun creating this vlog since it's such a new thing for me. I love creating content. I love creating the podcast. And now I'm really loving creating this vlog, just using the iPhone 14 Pro. It gets the job done and it, I'm getting a pretty solid feedback in the comments sections. And I'm getting quite a number of viewership in the vlog. So I'm pretty psyched for that. And it's only motivating me to create more and more content. So I have a lot more BTS stuff that I'm going to be filming. So if you are a fan of BTS, production vlogs, I highly suggest you checking out the YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button, and I mean, hopefully you learn a thing or two. Besides that, I connected with a colleague of mine who's also a videographer, and we were just talking business, talking shop, see how we're doing, see how we could help each other. And he was telling me about a project that he currently worked on, and he was telling me about the frustrations of going through multiple, multiple revisions. And I thought that would be a great topic to discuss with you guys as far as how to limit revisions with your clients. During that conversation, I was having multiple flashbacks of clients that I worked with in the past, especially during my rookie days, going through multiple and multiple revisions. And uh, I just wanna share that with you guys and teach you what I learned from them and how I prevent that from happening again. My first ever experience going through a ton of revisions was, and I think I've told this story before in the past, um, I did an e-course during the pandemic and I saw a ton of red flags during the pre-production phase, but at, at the same time, at that moment, I needed the bread. I wanted to take the job and I was going to, I was just going to be like, screw this. I'll figure it out in post-production, which is the wrong way of handling things. But again, rookie days, we got done with the shoot and I started working on just the promo video for them. I sent them the promo video. I thought it looked great. I sent it to them and they had a ton of revision notes. I was like, bro, what the heck, man? And so I did what I was told. I did exactly what they wanted. I sent it to them. They had more revisions. Granted, all these revisions are going via email and text messages, which is like the worst kind of communication. I, at the time, did not know about Frame.io or contracts and how to freaking add revisions on the contract. So I kind of had a free for all, which is my fault. After four or five revisions, they were finally satisfied with the promo video and we were done with that. I was like, whew, cool. Now I got 30 more videos to go. I remember dreading the feeling of editing this specific project because I knew they were such difficult individuals that they, they just had the most unrealistic expectations. And I did not set those expectations from the jump. I should have told them like, yo, what you're expecting is a million dollar production. Bro, we're working with like $3,000 right now. Like, you gotta be real, but I didn't make it clear for them, which again, it is my fault. I am taking full responsibility. It's not their fault. So this was just a lesson learned. So I started working on one of their module videos and 
sent it to them. They gave me the feedback. I mean, it was like a list of like 30 things on an email with horrible timestamps because it's never accurate. And I didn't know how to interpret what they were saying because it's so easy to misinterpret things via text or via email. Um, so I tried to tell them, hey, let's get on a phone call. Let's figure this out. And then they told me what they wanted. I'm like, bro, this was not discussed in the, during the pre-production. So we cannot make that happen. And so things got a little weird. I knew all the work that I was going to do in post-production wasn't going to be financially worth it. And so I told myself, you know what? I'm going to find myself an editor that's going to handle the post-production. And I was fully transparent with the client. I let them know like, hey, man, what you guys are wanting, I can't really fulfill. This was not previously discussed in the pre-production. So let me find an editor. Found an editor. A couple months later, I reached out to the editor and let them know, hey, how are things going with this project? Did you guys complete it? What's going on? And he had pretty much told me, like, dude, they were super difficult. They were just unrealistic with what they wanted. They didn't have the budget for what they were asking for. So I passed it to another editor. So I reached out to that editor as well. And I asked, hey, this is Alberto. I filmed this course. Uh, I just wanted to touch base with you and see how things are going. And he was telling me that this is a nightmare. I wish I never took this project because they're so unrealistic with their expectations. So I just gave them the raw footage and let them figure it out. I'm like, damn. So I learned so many valuable lessons, but I want to stick with the revision side of it. I started implementing on my contracts. When I work with a project, I put, hey, for a project like this, realistically, it shouldn't take no more than two to three revisions. So I personally put two complimentary revisions on every video project. If I know this is a huge project and I know it's going to take more than two revisions, of course, I will adjust my proposal to X amount of revisions. For example, this recent deal that I just closed, we were talking about the revision process during the, not even the pre-production, just the consultation. And I let them know like for, for a video, what you're looking for, it usually takes about two revisions max, unless you wanna play musical chairs and change music and change frames or whatever, that's gonna cost you extra. But they were like, all right, hey, like we have, it's not just me that's watching this film that's gonna approve it. I also have other people on the board that want to put their two cents into it. I'm like, hey, I fully understand. Um, and they asked, could we do at least four revisions? I'm like, of course we could do four revisions. So I adjusted that rates and added the two revisions to the final budgets. So we are good. We're going to do four revisions. And if they want additional revisions after the fourth one, then of course I'm going to charge them for it. Setting a revision limit to your project is going to be very key. It's going to save you so much time and you'll be able to complete the project in a good, timely manner. I've been stuck in situations where I've worked on a project for literally like six months because they have so many revisions going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And that specific client that I'm referring to right now, they knew that after the two complimentary revisions, I was going to charge them X amount of dollars per revision. And so they were cool with it. I kept letting them know after like the sixth revision, like, hey, by the way, you are getting charged for this because it's easy for them to forget that. They're not always going to the contract to see what the verbiage is. So I had to remind them like, hey, just wanna be fully transparent. We're on revision number eight at this point, and you have this much with the balance. So just want to let you know right now, okay? And they're like, no worries, we got you, we're cool, we're cool. So after the like 12th revision, I remember making well over $1,500 on just revisions. And these revisions were so dumb and so small, like literally just switching frames. They're just pretty much playing musical chairs. That's what I like to call it, playing musical chairs. They just wanted to flip some certain frames from the very beginning of the sequence to the end of the sequence and some in the middle. Like it was just so dumb. And uh, yeah, I mean, 
they paid for it. And I was like, cool. I mean, each revision realistically took about 45 seconds to maybe a minute plus the export, which is another minute or two because it was so, so easy. And uh, yeah, man, I banked on those revisions. And if I, if I didn't learn my lesson from like the e-course shoots, those revisions would have been free and I would have freaking dug myself in a hole and I just would have been super miserable. But the fact that I was actually getting paid during those revisions that I was doing with the uh, current project, uh, I was satisfied and we were, he, they were satisfied too. And they ended up liking the end product that we, that we finalized. When you do get notes back from your clients, do not get offended. It's super easy as videographers, photographers, graphic designers, whatever creative you are, it's so easy to be offended when someone doesn't like our art. Try not to take it personal. You gotta remember, this is not just your project, it's their project. They're putting the money into your service to make this happen. So you can't just take a project and be like, I'm gonna make this into the greatest cinematic thing ever. Like, bro, like they're just, they just want a social media ad, nothing too crazy. Just deliver that. So I know it's easy to be attached with these projects because we put our heart and soul into our work, but try not to be super attached to these projects because at the end of the day, you have to do what they're asking you to do. Um, unless you just do not agree with their vision, then of course, don't take on the project. But if you say yes, at that point, you got to serve, you're, we're in a service-based industry, so you got to actually deliver what they're asking for. So when you give revisions and it's just so super dumb and obvious, like, why do you want to do this? Why do you want to cut this scene? Why do you want to change this music? What I like to do is I'll, I'll listen to them and I'll say, okay, I understand where you're coming from. I understand why you want to switch this, but let me just give you my professional take on the visual side. Um, I like to throw that around because they're like, oh, you're the expert, you're the videographer, so you should know this. So I always like to remind them I'm the expert. So visually speaking, it makes sense to do X, Y, and Z uh, because blah, 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 something like that. And for the most part, they're receptive. They're like, hey, you know what? I never thought about it like that. This is why we hired you because you are the expert. It's rare when someone says, I understand, I still want it this way. I mean, then at that point, I'm like, all right, this is dumb, but I'll do it for you. It's, it's all good, you're paying me anyways. So try not to get super attached to these projects. I know it's super, super hard to not care when, again, you put your heart and soul into this. But at the end of the day, we're in a service-based industry. We got to deliver what they're asking for us to do. Also, if you're a videographer, the best way to receive revision notes is through Frame.io. This is not a paid sponsorship. I wish they were sponsoring me. That would be sick. But Frame.io is going to be your best friend when it comes to receiving notes on the actual revision timeline because there your clients could actually add your specific notes onto the timeline in real time where there's no inaccuracy or anything like that. So there, once I get a note from them, it goes straight into my timeline on Premiere Pro, which is the freaking best thing ever. And there it, I, it's 100% accurate. If you're still taking revision notes on an email thread, you need to stop that right now. Get yourself a Frame.io account, it's free. If you're an Adobe user, it's really free. Um, you get a lot of good perks with that. It's the best thing ever, man. So once I'm ready to deliver the first draft of a video, I send it to them via email and on the Frame.io as well. I share it to them right there. I make sure to add to the email. If you do have any notes, please add it to the Frame.io platform and not on this email thread. I always make sure to put that there. And I always add a tutorial on how to use Frame.io because you just can't assume everyone knows about this platform. I just discovered this platform like three years ago. So 
let alone a client. Client's not a creator, so they're definitely not going to know about this. And so what I like to do is like, if you're not familiar with Frame.io, this is the best way to communicate with clients when it comes to revisions. And this is the reason why. And I also hyperlink a tutorial for them to watch and understand how to use it and let them know, hey, by the way, it's free as well. So you could add your notes right there. It's going, to, it's only going to speed up the process of this video production. And the faster we get this video done, the faster you get to do whatever you want to do with that video. So don't take notes on an email thread. That is like the worst. I remember getting those revisions and from, from marker 38 seconds to 41 seconds, I want blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's just a headache where in Frame.io, you can literally go to that note. It goes straight to the timeline, do whatever you got to do, hit the check mark, and then you know that's, that's, that's done. So remember guys, in order to limit revisions with your clients, set expectations, have a set number of revisions in your contract. Also add into your contract how much it costs to do additional revisions. Use Frame.io and don't get offended when clients send you revision notes. So that is it for me, guys. Hopefully you guys learned a thing or two in this episode. Once again, if you guys are wanting to do a consultation call with me via Zoom, I am more than happy to make that happen. We could do a super deep dive into your business and see how we could make you a six-figure creative. Let's get that going. Anyways, uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, give it a five-star rating. If you're on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and I'll catch you guys later. Peace.